Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey there, are you ready to elevate your personal brand or company? Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for video content and audience building. Imagine growing your brand organically on social media without the hassle of editing videos for hours. With Viral Growth, it's a breeze. They handle the brainstorming, scripting, and editing while you simply just hit record. And don't worry about your niche. They cater to everyone, from business and marketing to health and wellness. Are you ready to make waves in the social media realm? Visit viralgrowth.io and use code ADWEEK, that's A-D-W-E-E-K, all lowercase, and get 10% off your plan. We know that end-to-end, there's some major challenges like you're highlighting. From activation through performance and measurement, I'll pile on to your example of social media and call out connected TV. We buy a lot of connected TV and we do it a handful of different ways and have to deal with the inefficiencies of that. Another one, the IAB just published, it was in the Wall Street Journal just yesterday, I believe, um, published their annual survey and they called out podcasts, which are, I think, one of the fastest growing sectors yet. And they, they called out the fact that podcasts are growing so enormously, notwithstanding the challenges of relating investment with performance. Welcome to today's episode of Brave Commerce. I'm Rachel Tippograph, the founder and CEO of Micmac. I'm Sarah Hofsetter, president of Profitero. And this is a show that talks about what's relevant in e-commerce for the world's biggest brands. Well, here's a Brave Commerce first. My co-host Sarah has lost her voice and we want to get this episode out as soon as we can. So here I am, Rachel, going to give you the scoop on what you're about to hear from Best Buy. You know, during the pandemic, consumer electronics soared for obvious reasons. But what's so interesting is that categories like computers and TVs way outperformed smartphone sales. Why? Because we were at home. We only needed one smartphone, but boy, did we need to be entertained in the rest of our space. And Best Buy obviously continues to lead the way. You know, they generate around $47 billion in annual revenue, and 50% of that came and comes from e-commerce, whether it's direct or indirect, meaning you can buy online and pick up curbside. That's massive. And if you didn't think that was massive enough, at the top of this year, they announced Best Buy ads. And we have Keith Bryan coming onto the show, who's the president of Best Buy ads. And what's so interesting about Best Buy, and especially Keith's role, is that his title is President of Best Buy Ads and SVP of Media Strategy and CRM. If you think about other retailers and their retail media offering, it's often a separate P&L from the actual retail business. But Keith has both under his purview. And what's so interesting is what you'll hear him talk about is that what Best Buy acknowledges is that the KPIs of running a retail business are essentially the same KPIs that will allow you to run a successful retail media business. And he boils it down to 
three really important things, which is traffic, engagement, and conversion. And so on that note, let's bring Keith Bryan onto the show. Keith, with a title like that, I don't even know how you have time for us. I've had to make up all of my titles for probably the last decade at Best Buy. So uh, you can make up a new title for me if you want to, if it, if it works better. Okay. Good deal. So what's really amazing is that you've, you've spent nearly 18 years at Best Buy. I think that's something to really applaud. Retail has absolutely changed over that time. Media has 100% changed many times over. Looking back at your 18 years at Best Buy, what have been a few key inflection points that have changed the business? Well, let's start here. Other than making me feel kind of old, 18 years really isn't as long as it sounds. And it's really not about me or my career anyway. So let me answer this this way. One second. Does this mean I shouldn't ask Rachel where she was 18 years ago? That's between you two. <laughs> this is a, a frequent source of trying to take my liabilities and making them assets because I, I am a bit older than Rachel. And so I, I have to overcompensate for my age by reflecting on where Rachel might've been 18 years ago, but what what she's accomplished in such a short period of time relative to the rest of us geezers is a whole other story. Anyway. That answered the question that I was a senior in high school. (laughs) There you go. There you go. No, that's just not fair, Rachel. (laughs) Well, I'll answer the question this way. You know, whether you're talking about a person or a business, growth is rarely linear. And during my 18 years at Best Buy, I'll call out a couple of growth spurts, if you, if you want to call them that, from a Best Buy standpoint that, you know, that, I, that I witnessed and helped guide us through. Number one is sort of what I'll call a digital awakening. There were others who called it showrooming, in which uh, reports of Best Buy's death were greatly exaggerated. That period led to two important points, in my opinion, for Best Buy. One is that we needed to improve our digital experience. We already over-indexed in e-commerce sales at that point. And at this point, over 50% of our sales can in some way at times be attributed to directly or indirectly, you know, an e-commerce experience, even if it also was accompanied by a store experience. But we needed at that time to improve our digital experience and the competition, Amazon, for example, made us better. Paradoxically, the other thing that happened during that time is that we discovered and customers discovered and analysts discovered that our stores and retail teams who serve customers are our greatest asset, not a liability. And that has become even clearer um, during the pandemic, which is my second inflection point that I'll use to answer your question. Because during the pandemic, the role of technology in all of our lives, uh, you know, in all of our customers' lives expanded. And likewise, Best Buy had to accelerate our customer experience improvements, which were already underway. Things like curbside checkout, or things like that, or same day delivery, those kinds of things. We had to accelerate those from regional pilots and things like that to a national scale in days and weeks, not months, quarters, and years. And we had to do that because our purpose, which is to enrich lives through technology, was more relevant than ever as a result of the pandemic. Those are just a couple, hopefully, hopefully that made a little bit of sense as, uh, as an answer to your question about inflection points during my, during my 18 years, during which my hair got grayer. My hair got grayer too. I just color it. Not that I'm recommending it. I'm just saying, but I, th- I think you're right. When, when you start thinking about staying at a job for a certain period of time, we had this with a prior guest of ours, uh, Laura Highland from Hankel, who's been at Hankel for 17 years. And if you feel like you're continually challenging 
getting challenged and finding these unique inflection points and deciding, identifying that there's a crossroads and then saying, okay, well, what am I going to do about that crossroads? So having the empowerment to be able to do it. So it doesn't feel like 18 years because you're not punching a clock. You're not pulling a Dilbert. Like there's, there's a very, that's a very different trajectory than the one that you've had. And even the job that you have today is not a job that even could have existed 18 years ago, let alone whether or not anybody would ever have even been qualified for it. Just a mouthful. You've got, you've got Best Buy's ad business, media strategy, all paid media, affiliates, search, CRM. And you know what's interesting is, is that at some retailers, the ads and retail media business is separate from any demand gen activities for the retail business itself. Help me understand or help our audience understand what are the advantages of housing both under one roof? Yeah, this is a very important question. I, I was in a meeting earlier today with some of our most important leaders and, and partners, essentially about this very same topic. And while it's an intellectual debate, I have a very strong point of view that you couldn't ask for a more synergistic pairing between advertising and retail, or if you want to expand it or unpack advertising into more of publishing, which is editorial and content combined with ads, you know, an ecosystem within a single enterprise, you couldn't ask for a better pairing between say publishing, media, advertising, and retail. For one basic reason is that they share three fundamental organics. Those are traffic, engagement, and performance, or if you want to get even clearer, conversion. And you can't have a retail enterprise without traffic engagement and conversion or performance. And you can't have a media enterprise or an advertising enterprise without traffic engagement and performance. So in our opinion, the more we can exploit that synergy and bring them closer together operationally, strategically, experientially for customers, as well as brand clients, advertising clients, the more we can bring those together the more you exploit that synergy so that it's a win-win on the customer side and a win-win on the client side. It's incredibly challenging. I'm not going to gloss. We're not kidding ourselves. I mean, thinking of the meeting I had earlier today, it is extremely challenging. But the more you can put them together, the more successful you'll be. And conversely, the more you sort of out of some sort of operational convenience try to keep them separate, the more you actually create barriers. It's interesting because when, you know, Sarah and I spent a lot of time talking to all the different players in retail media and what we've seen some other folks do is really bring together retail media with the merchant teams, which makes sense, but it's pretty self-serving, right? Versus what I think the scope of your role really does is put the customer at the center, the shopper, as opposed to other people who are putting the merchant at the center. It it seems like a point of differentiation for Best Buy. It definitely is. And some of it I view from a general standpoint, regardless of which retailer you're talking about. Some of those things are probably dependent, or my point of view anyway, is a function of Best Buy itself. And the fact that we are a mass retailer that happens to be specialized in, in our bespoke purpose of enriching lives through technology. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. 
PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, podcast fam. Are you ready to break free from the social media rut? Hold on to your hatch because we've got just a thing for you. Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for leveling up your online presence. Whether you're a personal brand or a company, they've got the tools and know-how to take you to the next level. With Viral Growth, Forget about those endless hours of video editing. They handle everything from brainstorming to polishing your content so you can just focus on being awesome. And guess what? We're hooking you up with a sweet deal. Use code ADWEEK for 10% off when you sign up. Ready to take your social media game to the next level? Head on over to viralgrowth.io and let's turn those digital dreams into a reality. On the topic of all your different roles, one of them is leading Best Buy ads, which officially launched at the top of this year which is Best Buy's retail media play. From your perspective, what are the unique advantages of Best Buy ads compared to some of the other offerings in market? One is where I just was leaving off, technology. Technology is such a high consideration purchase and experience. Not to be disparaging of packaged goods because I used to be a brand manager. People spend a millisecond thinking about what mayonnaise to buy, but they'll spend a month thinking about what major appliance to buy or what home network or mesh network or computer for their kid, those kinds of things. They spend a lot of time because it is such a a high dollar purchase. It's a complicated purchase and experience. People spend a lot of time on the journey of deciding what kind of technology to buy and then then starting to adopt and, and maximize the investment that they've made. So the customer journey for technology is longer than CPG in general. And we, Best Buy, understands and have the deepest well of first-party customer data about that journey. Whoever said data is the new oil is increasingly correct, especially in a cookie-less world. So we want to make sure that we respect our customers' privacy, while we also respect the client, the, the advertising, the Best Buy ads clients need to leverage our first party data to run some really effective campaigns. The second thing is our own customer experience for which you know the customer relationship is the, is the centerpiece. And that goes from web to store to home in the case of Best Buy. We have a massive free loyalty program called My Best Buy. We've recently introduced Total Tech, which is a paid membership program that often pays for itself in the initial transaction and then becomes a very high customer ROI from then on. And so those kinds of experiences that are, that are, as I said earlier, bespoke to Best Buy are the foundation of our customer relationships, which ultimately yield really, really powerful first-party data. I think that's really powerful. I think as we look at the proliferation of retail media, one of the potential inhibitors of each retailer having their own ways of working, their own platforms, particularly as it relates to buying and reporting, is that it makes it more complicated for the supplier. Now, given you guys, you know, have your specialty area, which makes the consumer already further down the funnel, I see why it would make a lot of sense for a supplier to focus a lot more 
on you versus maybe a jack of all trades. All that being said, that breeds a lot of complexity. It reminds me, and, and Rachel and I have discussed this, it reminds us a lot about the way social media was in its infancy. You bought Facebook a certain way, you bought Twitter a certain way, and you know, in the end, the proliferation breeds complexity, which says, is it worth it? Is it worth it for me to do that? So where do you think this, this ecosystem goes with everybody kind of having their own flavor? Sarah, you've hit the nail on the head uh, when it comes to some of the challenges as an emerging sector. BCG anticipates that retail media is going to be a quarter of all digital spend, $100 billion in a relatively short period of time. That notwithstanding, we know that end to end, there's some major challenges like you're highlighting from activation through performance and measurement. As a coalition, we actually consist right now of a multitude of walled gardens, and that's not going to help us get to the $100 billion. It's not going to help our agencies or their clients or the vendors that we as retailers work with. I'll pile on to your example of social media and call out connected TV. We buy a lot of connected TV, and we do it a handful of different ways and have to deal with the inefficiencies of that. Another one, the IAB just published, it was in the Wall Street Journal just yesterday, I believe, um, published their annual survey, and they called out podcasts, which are, I think, one of the fastest growing sectors yet. And they, they called out the fact that podcasts are growing so enormously, notwithstanding the challenges of relating investment with performance. So we, we could, know, Sarah and I are living it. We are so upset by the lack of analytics. There you go. We all need a support group, those of us that are in emerging sectors, whether it's the old social media, connected TV, programmatic video, and uh, podcasts, and now retail media. So I, I can just stipulate that we recognize that it's a problem and that as a coalition, we need to create some standardization from activation through, through measurement and performance. When we were off mic, we were talking about there's enough pie to go around for all the retailers. And you were talking about collaboration. Is this a discussion that you're having with your retail peers? How do we create standardization so we can all scale together? Yes, although probably not with as much understanding of what we need to do to solve that as you would hope. Best Buy and a number of other retailers, um, we're involved, for example, with the IAB, which has served the needs of publishers and brands, mostly publishers, for a long time. And uh, I join on a pretty frequent basis a number of peers in the retail media space, as well as the demand side represented by agencies and ad tech. And a large number of us get together frequently to discuss what we need to do and how to solve these problems. Well, I can tell you from the brand manufacturer side, they will be so excited to hear you say this. I love that uh, your team actually encouraged us to ask you this question. I think it also speaks to the culture of Best Buy. How does diversity inclusion impact your media and publishing strategy? Well, I, I'm, along with my team, grateful that you, that you thought that was a relevant question for your audience. Social impact for every brand that cares what customers think has become extremely important. I know it is for you guys as well and your audience. So our enterprise, Best Buy, from the words of the very top of our organization, committed earlier last year, June of 21, to um, a bold commitment to spend at least $1.2 billion with BIPOC and diverse businesses by 2025. Now, I will tell you, 
that my team and I are a big part of that because we buy so much media. And a lot of that media is from a range of BIPOC and diverse sourcing, whether it is owned and operated by diverse ownership or whether it is serving the needs of an audience that is more diverse than the mainstream media. And so we are deeply embedded within that commitment on the buy side of my team. We've extended that into and through Best Buy Ads in partnership with the Best Buy Foundation because when we launched Best Buy Ads in January, we also announced the addition of a career pathways program within Best Buy's team tech centers, which has heavy involvement by not just Best Buy, but our biggest and most important vendors. Because we recognize that diverse talent is severely underrepresented in the advertising industry. Well, it's amazing to hear all the investments that Best Buy is making. And I really do appreciate that the team encouraged us to ask that. We're at our famous last question, which is what's the bravest thing you've ever done? I love that. And it's so it's a great question. It's so well branded with what you have created. Personally, I have to say that the bravest thing I've probably done is have kids. So I don't know if that was reckless or brave, but it was certainly brave. Professionally, I would say the the thing that comes to mind is changing my careers from corporate law. I was a corporate lawyer and uh, changing from corporate law to marketing and media after spending so much of my time, money, and even identity on becoming a corporate lawyer was a very difficult, personal, and, and, I, and I, I would submit brave thing to do, although that seems like a compliment I don't get to give myself. <laughs> well, love that you have all of these skills behind the scenes. I'm sure your kids will thank you for that bravery. And Keith, thank you so much for your time. Well, Rachel and Sarah, it has been a true privilege. Thank you. And I'm looking forward to listening to your episodes. Thanks for listening. Please leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Spotify and Google Podcasts. And don't forget to share this link with a friend. Hey there, are you ready to elevate your personal brand or company? Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for video content and audience building. Imagine growing your brand organically on social media without the hassle of editing videos for hours. With Viral Growth, it's a breeze. They handle the brainstorming, scripting, and editing while you simply just hit record. And don't worry about your niche. They cater to everyone, from business and marketing to health and wellness. Are you ready to make waves in the social media realm? Visit viralgrowth.io and use code ADWEEK, that's A-D-W-E-E-K, all lowercase, and get 10% off your plan. Hi, I'm Jackie Cooper, Global Chief Brand Officer at Edelman and the host of Touch of Truth, a new podcast launching on the Adweek Podcast Network. My dad gave me this incredibly smart piece of advice, meet everyone once. As a result, I've met some of the most fascinating and inspiring people on the planet. Now on Touch of Truth, we're coming center stage and sharing the mic to experience stories of truth, insights and visions for the future that will challenge your way of thinking. Touch of Truth is available wherever you listen to podcast. New episodes come out every Tuesday. I do hope to see you there.